Power Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. We've all of us been hurt by the words and actions of others, and those wounds can sometimes leave us carrying bitterness and resentment. Spiritual life coach Misty Thompson is here today, and she believes that forgiving others and ourselves is a key to our healing. She'll be sharing some tools for choosing forgiveness as a daily practice to dissolve resentment. Are you ready to meet her? Misty Thompson is a best-selling author, angel card reader, mind, body, spirit practitioner, teacher, and speaker. She's the founder of Mystified Enlightenment. Misty helps those who are struggling to find their purpose feel validated and obtain clarity. Her new book is From Grief to Acceptance, An Active Process for Healing While Honoring Our Loved Ones. And you can find out more about Misty and her work at mistymthompson.com. Misty, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, I'm good. I'm glad you're here. What what do you mean when you say forgiveness? Because Mm -hmm. there are as many different definitions for that as there are people. Right. Uh, Well, for me, what I've learned, I should say, is forgiveness to me, it it is totally just to release the hurt and the pain and have that bigger trust in that in something bigger, whether it's, you know, for me, it's God, but it could be creator universe. And it's just trusting that you can heal yourself by releasing that hurt and that pain, you know, forgiveness is for us it's not for the other people or persons or experiences it's for us when we have that that hurt or you know for me i write in the book about grief and forgiveness is in my instance for my sister you know i had to forgive my sister we did not get along very well and i had to forgive her because the hurt that was just hanging on to my heart was keeping me trapped And I really needed to release that so she could move on her spiritual path on the other side and I could move towards my spiritual path in this world. And a lot of people don't understand that, (laughs) how I did that. Do you, do you feel that if you had held on to that resentment, it would have affected your sister's path on the other side, just as it affected yours? I, I, you know, I do in a way because I do believe that we have a connection to, you know, all of those in our lives. It's specifically our family. We have that life, that soul connection with them. And even though, um, you know, in the book, I talk about honoring our loved ones. And even though they don't have the emotions that we have, I do feel that they do. They're like a witness to what we're experiencing here on earth. And if we're having such bitterness and hate and, you know, that, that hurt in our heart, it is kind of trapping them in a sense because they want what's best for us. I I've learned that when our loved ones pass away, they have such a glorious, uh, bigger picture of the existence of us. 
and because of that, you know, they they know and they can see the bigger picture and they can see how that hurt and how that lack of forgiveness is keeping us stuck. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I know that they work, they work tirelessly to help us release that because they want a better life for us. They want us to live life to the fullest, just as God, the creator, the universe, just as source wants that for us. Forgiveness can be thought of, and there are people who talk about forgiveness as if doing that, saying, I forgive you, makes us vulnerable, that it is a sign of weakness, that it's softness, that it is. And I know from reading your book that you disagree with that. And I also know that Mm -hmm. you, because you worked in the corrections industry for so many years, you were at it, especially when you were grieving your sister, could not show vulnerability. No weakness could be shown. Can you say a little bit about whether or not forgiveness brings vulnerability that might be unhealthy or might make you a victim? Sure. Uh, You know, with the forgiveness, you know, I do talk about vulnerability in the book and and it does have a a connotation of weakness. And and, you know, the way I look at vulnerability is it takes courage to show, as people would say, weakness. I don't see it as a weakness, but some people may. So to show a weakness is really showing a lot of courage and a lot of strength. Um, and so I learned a lot about vulnerability. Like you said, I worked in the correctional, um, industry. I was, I worked at the federal prison for 25 years and we were taught that if you show a weakness, if you show vulnerable, if you're vulnerable, the inmates will use that against you and will use it to their advantage. And yes, that may be true, but at the same time I learned, and at the time I followed the advice of those you know, who, who were at the prison, who were um, more seniority of me because they worked there longer. But I had found that there is a way to show just enough vulnerability to show that you're human. And with that, I think you can you can connect more with people by showing that you're human and showing that um, just because if you do have that wall up, which I have, and you know, I still find myself having that wall up. I'm not vulnerable. Um, you can be perceived as weak. However, there's a way to um, balance it. You know, you have to do it to where you can show your human side, but you don't want to come across as a basket case and I can't control emotion. I mean, you know, so there's that fine line we have to walk. And, um, but yeah, I found that if I showed a little bit of vulnerability towards the inmates, they saw me as human. And as, and then I, that showed I respected them. So in turn, they respected me, not just as a correctional professional, but as a human. And that's what I had learned. And that's what I found worked for me. So, um, it, yeah, it's, it's very difficult and it, and it is like a really fine line to walk, but in my experience, I have found that, you know, if I can just show a little bit, it has not come back to bite me as far as, you know, that I'm a weakling and being taken advantage of. Well, and there's a difference too, I think, between Mm -hmm. rigidity and strength. Sure. That, that idea of not showing vulnerability can 
sometimes sometimes we carry that like I will not show emotion, I will never forgive them, we will never yes. talk about this, I will never mm-hmm. and right. And that's a kind of rigidity that might look strong on the outside for a minute, yes. but there's always a ton of cracks running through that. Right. That to me, that rigidity is the opposite of strength. But being able to say, and I love what you said at the beginning, that forgiveness is has nothing to do with the other person. That Correct. forgiveness, right, is 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 for you. There's mm-hmm. suppleness and strength and power in that Absolutely. that is the opposite of that of that kind of rigid stance. I won't mm-hmm. show you. And I love what you said about respect, because mm-hmm. even I um so I work as a professional intuitive, so I talk to people all day about and I hear their stories and I hear the things they've gone through. I will sometimes have people say, I will never ever forgive that man, that woman, that place, mm-hmm. what they did to me. But there's a way in which forgiveness can be a way of respecting not only yourself and what you went yes. through, but also kind of starting to respect the humanity and the person who did it to you. Whatever. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, that's the other thing, too, with forgiveness. It um, it it's been so strong and and it never really clicked with me until um, more recently when I started writing this book, how it all started coming together about the forgiveness and the vulnerability, vulnerability piece with that. And it is so important. And I know like for me a long time ago, when I was still learning my lessons, it was I'll forgive, but I will never forget it, which is not forgiving. You know, I used to think it was, you know, I'll forgive you, but I'll never forget. And again, that's putting it on the other person. And nobody can make you feel a certain way. You are the ones who can change your perspective and feel the way you want to feel about a situation, no matter how horrible, no matter um, how great. And and, you know, like in my sister's case, I'm not happy that she died and I'm not happy the way she died. And quite honestly, I'm not even sure exactly how she died. But I do know her ex-husband was somehow involved. And with that, you know, I had to forgive him and know that that was my sister's wishes for me to forgive and to release it because it was not important anymore. But it was it was so easy to want to just put how I felt and my hurt and put it off on him Mm. instead of just saying, you know what, I'm hurt. And I'm confused about all this and I don't understand why this happened. But, you know, we don't want to take responsibility for how we feel. So we have to blame others. And I think that's kind of why the forgiveness piece is so hard, because a lot of people are thinking that it's it's if I forgive them, then I'm putting it on them you know, and that means they get off scot-free and that's not it at all. You know, just because I forgive my sister's ex-husband doesn't mean I'm, I'm happy with what happened or I'm not, you know, approving what happened. It just shows that I love myself enough and I know and I have trust and I have faith in God that this is just something I need to learn there's something I need to learn from this experience and why I was brought into it the way I was because I I was a witness to my sister's tragedy. And instead of holding that hate, I needed to find a way to release it so I could do something of higher good and something that my sister would be proud of. And God, you know, God doesn't want us to live with our heart aching 
and um, with revenge in our heart. And so it's, it, it is really imp important with this um, forgiveness piece. And um, it does, it breaks my heart. You know, like you were saying, I see clients too. And it breaks my heart when they say that because they don't, that's not how life is supposed to be lived. Yeah. Well, but it's an expression of a very, um, that's pain that comes from a very visceral, very real yes. place. And it, and it's just that the, the words we're using for that, I can never forgive him. I can never forgive her. Those yeah. words are, they, they kind of compound the hurt instead of setting you free from the hurt. I don't, yes. I personally don't believe, I don't know how you feel. I don't believe that forgiveness erases what was done. It doesn't oh, no, change the story. It, it just no. changes our, what we take responsibility mm -hmm. for in the story, what we are willing to carry and how absolutely. we are going to move, how we're going to move forward. Yes. Absolutely. And learn from it and do better in the future. Yeah. When, when you talk about um, choosing, um, choosing forgiveness instead of mm -hmm. resentment, you've said that the ego tries to trick us mm -hmm. into holding on to resentment. Why? Yes. You know, I, I do believe that the ego, the mind is trying to protect us. And so by placing that fear, the, those limiting beliefs inside and, um, you know, saying things like that, it, it's putting fear in our heart. And when that happens, then we are more cautious and we, we, we tend to just stand away from the things that we want to do because that fear is just looming, you know, looming inside of us. And I, I feel like our ego does that to protect us. So we don't show vulnerability. So we don't, so we can keep that wall up. And our mind is, you know, they're just, it's, our mind is just thoughts and it's not real. It's just a story. Not real. You know, I believe I, you know, and I'm sure you can relate. I wish I would have known this stuff a long time ago. I wish I would have learned these lessons a long time ago. But um, but now it's so clear to me that what's in my heart is truly my being. That's that's the core of myself and the mind, the ego. It's just a storyteller and it's just a storyteller with good intentions to keep us safe and to not fail, to not show vulnerability to um so we are like like you were saying it's a perfect word so we're rigid um and people tend to believe that story that our ego tells and it's not a real story it's just a protection and i do believe that there is a time and a place for that you know we have the um you know if we're in a dangerous situation you know I, I used to feel that way when I worked at the prison, you know, if I walked to an area and I could feel something and then my, in my mind, my ego might say, um, you need to step away from here. You know what I mean? So then I know that that is a legitimate thing, but for everyday things, when it's supposed to be a lesson for us to learn, people take that voice and follow it. And it's just a story. You're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager, and I'm talking with Misty Thompson. Her new book is From Grief to Acceptance, an active process for healing while honoring our loved ones. You've written that it's 
it is, it's always important to forgive, but especially now it's important for us to be forgiving unconditionally. Why especially now? Yeah. You know, I believe now there is such a huge transformation happening with people. And I do believe that that is something that is holding people back. They're being held back because of this big piece of needing to forgive. And people can't transform themselves. They can't they can't move forward. They can't get out of that rut unless they find that piece where they're able to forgive themselves. And um, it, a lot of my clients, once they start finding that little forgiveness, it opens up bigger and bigger. And then they're able to trans, they're starting to transform their lives. And it's a, it's a great thing to see. Um, but it's just that piece. It's a huge piece. Forgiveness is such a huge piece. Well, and I think that as we're in a time where there's more division and separation, when mm-hmm. things seem very, it's it's people on opposite sides of a room shouting at each other in, <laughs> instead yeah. of people coming together for conversation in the middle. That's mm-hmm. that time when rigidity seems like it might be a good idea. And yet forgiveness mm-hmm. or a willingness to listen, at least, exactly. might be the a, a saner way, a saner way forward. Yeah, for sure. And, and again, it's... um people hurt and they are they they're not taking responsibility for how they feel and they have to blame others um and a lot of this you know the resentment piece can't comes in because people have lived with this and not said anything time after time after time and finally it's to the point where they just can't take it anymore and then they explode yeah. instead of you know taking the piece and It's like, you know, hey, I realize I should have said something before, you know, this is really bothering me and, you know, put it on themselves. This is how I feel, you know, um, and not blaming others. For listeners who are starting to maybe take a look at the places where they hold Mm -hmm. resentment and the places where they might want to begin to employ forgiveness, what are some daily practices or practical things that we could be doing right now to help get that process going? Right. Uh, First and foremost, and I'm sure this is something that a lot of people have said on your show or just in general, but meditate. It is huge. And, you know, I didn't really believe that it would work, but when you just sit quietly and you kind of disregard the voice in that in your head, you're able to get insight to what it is that you need to do personally. So meditation is a huge thing. And some people do prayer. It's the same thing, prayer, meditation, that kind of thing. So I would definitely get into a practice of meditation. Uh, The other thing I would suggest is definitely um, writing down. So journaling, journaling your feelings, journaling um, how you feel. If you're feeling upset, instead of um, going off on somebody and just saying exactly what you're thinking at the time, write it out, write it down, um, you know, like a letter to them. And you can choose to give it to them or not. I found in my letters, it was better not to give it to them, but (laughs) exactly however you're feeling, just put it out there so it's out of you. It's out and the energy is 
done. So that way you can spend the energy on that instead of hurting other people around you. And then also you can read back and you can kind of see what it is that is really um, what you need to dial in on. You know, you'll 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 start to pick up on things. And if you if you're not sure where to start, like I was, I wasn't sure where to start. I just would put right now I'm feeling and then everything that I was feeling, I, I put it I started writing it down and then it just started kind of flowing from there. So definitely that is a great way to help yourself. The other thing is something that I feel is so important for a lot of things, and that is self-care. Being compassionate towards yourself is a huge component to self-care. If you're constantly on yourself and you're constantly um, uh, degrading yourself and you're constantly just putting yourself down, you're not doing yourself any good and you're not going to be able to forgive yourself so start being kind to yourself affirmations are a great way of, of self-care um, I love doing the warm sea salt baths those are great because you know you can just visualize your problems melting down the drain when you get out of the tub so it's just things like that visualization and they're simple things but they truly work they truly work and they're free and, and they're they free only yes. take a breath's worth yeah. i know that i know that for me when i am when i am talking to people who are hard on themselves a lot of times that's because there's shame and mm -hmm. shame is kind of the flip side of what we've been talking about here absolutely where maybe there has been a trauma something horrible has been done to you or you received this event or whatever it was and the the meaner you are to yourself the more it's like taking your heel and grinding a stain absolutely. into the absolutely yes and, and that self-care can be a way of uh, raising your vibration and a way of kind of lifting up that energy and starting to release it. Kind of like the bubbles in that bubble bath might That's go up. Absolutely. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> Boy, I really want Very to take true. a bath right now. I don't know why. I <laughs> Just a couple minutes left. Can you let the listeners know how they can find out more about you and more yeah. about your work and how they can get their hands on this book? Guys, we've Absolutely. just covered like a little snippet of this book. Mm -hmm. um, we just we just talked about like one chapter. So there's a lot more here. How can the listeners get in touch with you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so definitely my um, website, as you mentioned, uh, mistymthompson.com. Uh, I'm on Facebook at Mystified Enlightenment. So they can um, like my business page there. And I'm also going on, I'm doing a book tour. I just got back from Seattle. I'll be in Tucson in September, um, Phoenix in October, we are working on securing some dates in Los Angeles. So there's, it's really, I'm just so thrilled how this is just manifesting into something great. So yeah, but definitely my website, they can check out my events. Uh, and then also they can message me through my website as well. That's very cool. Misty, thank you so much for being on the show. It was really fun to talk of to you. Course. Oh, it's my pleasure. I am so happy. Thank you for having me. Thank you. That is Misty Thompson. Her newest book is From Grief to Acceptance, An Active Process for Healing While Honoring Our Loved Ones. And you can find out more about Misty and her work at mistymthompson.com. So Misty M, like marvelous, Thompson.com. 
www.ellenbarnes.com. That's a good place to find out about her upcoming book tour and other events and things that are happening there. You can also always go over to karenhager.com. That's a good place to find out about my upcoming classes and events. You can even book a private intuitive session with me if you are so inclined. Sometimes the stuff that we carry um, the stuff that we feel like doesn't affect us anymore, the things we feel we got over, sometimes those things rise up in our energy in ways that if we just put a little bit of light on that, just put a little bit of compassion and healing love on that, you can release those things and move forward in freedom. So if I can help you with that, take a look at karenhager.com. And if you believe, as I do, that when we focus our attention and our intention on change, that things really do change, I would invite you to visit openpeacefulheart.com. That's a website where um, we put guided meditations that are designed to help people focus on peace in our hearts and peace in the world, especially at this time of division. Once a month, the first Sunday of every month, we hold a free 15-minute guided meditation online that's open to people from all over the world. We come together. There's no selling. There's no yelling. There's no politics. There's no rigidity. There's no nonsense. It's just all of us together focusing on peace in our hearts and peace in the world. That's of interest to you. All the information is at openpeacefulheart.com. And thank you for listening today. Together, we are spreading a little more light in the world And a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace.